welcome to Zesty Life. We offer you the opportunity to stop seeing yourself through shattered lenses, but rather reconnect with your mind, body, and soul, and love the life you're living. This beautiful podcast is about healing. We explore topics such as self-care, manifestation, joy, time management, getting rid of diet culture, and focusing more on sustainable eating for a healthy lifestyle. Join us today! Hello everybody, it's Amy and it's Kristen and we are here from Zesty and we're here to share with you today, <laughs> excuse the thunder and lightning in the background, there's a big storm here but we're recording anyway, let's see how it goes. So Ames, let's tell everyone how we came together and what actually, why we have Zesty. Okay, cool. So well, from my perspective, I think that I just left my teaching job and you just left your corporate job. Mm. And I was flailing in the dark, being a yoga teacher, trying to make money. <laughs> and you said you had an idea. And I was like, cool, I'm keen to do something else. Yeah. So for me, it was coming out of the corporate world and working in family business for 16 years that I realized that this is something I really want to do. I really feel that moms need to be empowered and helped. And I went off and studied health coaching. And that's why we work so well together. And um, we put together such an amazing community for moms yeah so we want to make a space create a space for moms to share with each other feel like they're not alone knowing that we can be open and honest and learn and grow together because I think as a mom you can feel so isolated like I know I did when I had my daughter during level five lockdown having my first child during the start of a global pandemic was absolutely no joke and although I had so much help and support from my husband and my daughter was actually such a chilled baby, if you can say that, if any babies are chilled, <laughs> but I just felt like I didn't have the support or almost like it was harder than what I thought it was going to be. And I felt very alone because everyone else seemed like it was really easy for everyone else and everyone else could do it. Mm. And for me, it just felt like a struggle. No, Definitely. I mean, from my side, like um, I reached postpartum depression after my second child. And I remember sitting at three o'clock in the morning crying after a breastfeed and thinking this can't be my life. And um, it doesn't need to be. I think we, we, us moms are often too hard on ourselves and we think we've got to be perfect and your life has to be perfect. And it doesn't need to be. You need to just mm. take a step back and relax and, you know, just go with the flow and give yourself some time to heal almost. And that I think mm. is the essence of Zestly for me. Yeah, definitely. And I think also just allowing yourself some space, some space away from your baby if you can and some time for yourself. Definitely. So you can realize who you are now as a mom. Who is this new person that you are as a mom? Mm. Because, I mean, that initial shock from having a baby, from growing, from not having a baby to mm. having a baby is a massive shock to the system. Yeah. I mean, I was fun, vibrant. We used to run, used to drink, party, and life is now all about nappies and it's a whole other ball game. And you almost feel like you lose your identity. Completely, and, yeah. And I feel that's something we really want to tap into is like making sure moms don't lose who they actually are. Yeah, into moms. Yeah, into being a mom. You almost like lose your identity because you're solely focused on this little being and looking after this little person who's amazing, who we love so much. But we almost let go of all the things that we love doing or that we loved doing before we became a mom instead of trying to incorporate them 
into being a mom. We don't have to stop all the things that we love. We can maybe just alter them slightly. Mm. I mean, if you look at it for me, I know I often am the last person to get ready in my household. I sometimes forget to brush my hair or put on some deodorant because everyone else is attended to and I'm literally the last person that think gets thought about. Yeah. And that's something that I feel needs to change. Like we really need to take our power back mm. as mom. Yeah, because we are like the matriarch of the household and if we are happy and we are we are running well, then the rest of the household, I think is good my husband always says that a happy wife is a happy life <laughs> so maybe there's a little bit to that and if we're happy everything else will run smoothly so seeing that it's our first podcast let's give our listeners a little bit of insight into who we are and how we became mothers and the journey to mothers uh, looking at our pregnancies and postpartum pregnancies so Ames, i think let's start with you you give us your backstory how did leah come to life okay so my husband and I always knew we wanted children but we didn't know when (laughs) and he's a bit older than me so we so I wasn't on a time limit but he was more so um we knew my husband decided okay May the 4th of 2019 was going to be our day because of Star Wars and May the 4th be with you and May the 4th came and went and we're like no we're not ready yet And then sometime in July, we had a chat and we're like, okay, cool. Let's really start actively trying. Uh, We both feel like we're ready. And that was on a Sunday. And I was actually already pregnant. And on the Tuesday, I took a pregnancy test and found out that I was pregnant. Um, Yeah, so it it was actually quite quick. So I was quite fortunate there. But because it happened so easily, I had such a fear that I was going to lose the baby. I don't know, a rational fear, call it that. Um, so I took so many pregnancy tests <laughs> during my first trimester just to double check that I was still pregnant. Um, so yeah, so uh, so yeah, the pregnancy was okay for me. I did feel really sick during the pregnancy. Um, I had really bad morning sickness, but it actually happened in the afternoon and in the evening. Uh, but... Throughout, but other than that, it was okay. I just did have this overwhelming sense that something was going to happen to her and almost this anxiety. And I thought that was just how most mothers felt and it was normal. And obviously you're growing a life, so you're a bit worried. That must have been quite almost debilitating for you. I mean, yeah. I, if I think of my pregnancy, I was uh, happy. I never thought of those things. I was living in the sky. And I can't imagine nine months of feeling that. Yeah, I, I don't think I even register. I think I register now looking back at it, but then I didn't actually even rest, register. And now I actually can see that's where my postpartum anxiety started when Leah was a neutro. Sure. Yeah, so I also went through a natural birth. So I birthed the Genesis, and my birth was absolutely beautiful. <clears throat> I, I think feel like I spent most of my pregnancy planning for birth and not the baby after birth (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so on then i think it was so she was due on the 4th of april and the 4th of april came and went so this was 2020 so we're in level five lockdown so we had this new pandemic to worry about where we all thought we were going to die and um the 4th of April came and went and she hadn't come. And if anyone knows who's waiting on their due date for their child to come, you know, the feeling of your due date coming and a baby not coming. And 
you, you, I, I prepared myself so much to have her on the 4th and she didn't come on the 4th. And I think I cried for two days after that. I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried because she wasn't coming yet. And I was so over it. I was so over everything. I was over the global pandemic already. I was just over level five lockdown and having this baby in me. And then, and then on the seventh, I woke up on the day of the seventh and I was totally at peace. I was totally happy. And I was like, it's fine. If I stay pregnant forever, it doesn't matter. I'll just keep going. And we baked bread that day. Because if you remember level five lockdown, everyone was baking bread. <laughs> so we baked bread that day. And um, that evening I took a nice long bath like I normally did. Got out the bath and then the contractions started coming. And they were quite light in the beginning. And I said to my husband, I think, I think I'm in labor. But he was like, no, sorry, you're not. Don't get your hopes up. Because you are just going to have your hopes dashed again and cry for another two days. <laughs> Shame him <laughs> for your husband. He was overlooking after uh, an emotionally wrecked wife. <laughs> um, and then, I think I, yes, I think I took a shower then, washed my hair because I thought, well, if I go into labor, I must have clean hair, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so I went to have a shower, washed my hair, um, then got back into the bath because I thought, because the contraction started coming a little bit stronger during the shower, got back into the bath, the contraction subsided so I thought okay well after this bath I'll go jump into bed have a little sleep wake up and maybe the baby will come tomorrow then I got out of the bath and the contractions were about three minutes apart then so my husband called the midwife and our doula and said listen we're not sure if we must come in and they were both like get there now so in the car me on the back seat on all fours oh my gosh (laughs) literally (laughs) on all fours on the back seat um, we got signs on the window like pregnant woman in labor because remember no one was allowed to leave their house and we were so scared we we're gonna get stopped by the police I hope you took pictures of this of no, the picture no, no. I, was, I was in labor <laughs> I think we tried to get one picture of us leaving and then a contraction hit and I was like I actually don't care we don't even document it let's just get out of here let's just get to the hospital and then arriving at Genesis and then my contractions just stopped and I thought oh well that's it that's it. So I'm going home again. And when my doula and my midwife arrived, they said, no, honey, the baby is coming tonight or tomorrow morning, but you are staying here. So did some stairs with my <laughs> doula. We walked up and down the stairs and did some squats. And after that, the contractions started coming thick and fast. And then I got into um, the birthing pool because I did a water birth. That's amazing. Yeah, it was actually so beautiful. I really loved it. And... I feel like it did calm me. And in the beginning, because my doula took pictures, which was so lovely, in the beginning you can see, like, between contractions, I was joking and I was laughing and I was enjoying myself. And then they got to a stage where I was just, like, breathing, 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 and then contraction, and then breathing, 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 contraction. Um, so, yeah, my my birth was actually really lovely, and the pushing, pushing stage was quite difficult for me. And then when they were eventually, like you need to actually push down, like you're having a poo. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. And um, she came out, they put her on my chest, and oh my gosh, there's a video of her coming onto my chest, on my chest, and the first thing I said was, that was fucking painful. (laughs) (laughs) And I swore I'd never swear during my birth, but I swore the whole time, screamed and shouted, and you know what, it was necessary for me. So did you not have any painkillers, nothing? It was completely no, no. natural birth. Yeah. What made you decide to do natural birth? Like, what was the... 
I think it was, I always wanted to do natural birth. I always was like, I want to see how my, because I've always tested my body and see, because I knew my body can do things. So like running comrades and things like that. I've always been like, I know my body's strong. I want, I like to test it and see how mm. far it can go. Um, and I was actually really scared of getting my tummy cut open. I was really scared of going into a big operation. More scared than labor. More scared than labor. Oh, wow. Okay. It was so, because I was like, oh my gosh, I've prepared so much for natural birth. If they take me in, I'm going to be so scared. <laughs> And everyone said, prepare for a Caesar, and I didn't prepare for a Caesar. So I thank goodness, because I would have been so thrown. Mm. But anyway, so I was with my gynae up until 20 weeks, and then I went to a birthing course with my doula, a natural birthing course. And after that, it really just opened my eyes, and I was, I, my husband and I decided that we're going to move to Genesis, which is a natural birthing clinic. We, they just do births, which was actually so lovely during a pandemic, because we had no sick people. We only had moms giving birth. Mm. Um, and I, then I also switched to a midwife. So I had a midwife led birth instead of a gynae. So I only went to a gynae again at 36 weeks and then he approved me. Oh no, maybe it was 20, sorry, no, maybe 28 weeks and then 36 weeks. And then he approved me to go for natural. Okay. Yeah. And during natural, how was your husband? I thought he was very supportive. I think he himself was freaking out because he was like, you were going through this and I couldn't help you. I could just be there and hold, be there in the space and give you water <laughs> and give you energy. But other than that, and like hold you up in the bath, but other than that, you had to go through it all by yourself. And he's like, I could not help you. I could not save you. I could not take the pain away. I could do not do anything. Wow. But also he was like, it was the most beautiful thing he'd ever, you know, he's ever seen, which I thought it would scar him. <laughs> but, but he was like it was so beautiful so that was amazing and he's like you are so strong and I was like oh damn straight I am <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh and then tell us a bit about afterwards what happened so Leah arrives um you didn't know the sex of the baby yes so she came out and we thought it was a boy obviously we saw the umbilical cord oh it's a boy and then we looked and no it was a girl so very lovely and it was so beautiful I got to cut her umbilical cord um, after like delayed clamp, delayed cord clamping, and then obviously I birthed the um, placenta, placenta, which was also beautiful because they showed me the tree of life in the placenta. So I don't know if you've ever seen oh, that. Oh wow, no, I haven't. Yeah, so they showed. So there's if you open up the placenta after birth, okay, it's a little bit gross, but also after that you're like, oh my gosh, my body's so amazing. And then you see all your, you see the umbilical cord going into the placenta. I don't know if I'm using the right terms. And then you see all the blood vessels and it makes such a beautiful tree. Oh, wow. And everyone's, yeah, and everyone's, um, what's it called? No, I've got a placenta. Placenta is absolutely unique. So everyone's like tree oh. in the placenta is absolutely unique, I think. And then birthing the placenta? How does that? Oh, that was very easy. Because I was also very scared about that. I was like, oh no, I'm done. I can't. She's like, don't worry. It doesn't have bones. It just comes out. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> oh my gosh. And by then I had the pushing down. So I just... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you had Leah in, um, in the middle of a global pandemic. So tell us about how what was coming home like for you? What was your experience there? So it was very hard. So we actually did sneak past my mom's house and quickly stopped there and showed her Leah. But also now, being so anxiety, so I had so much anxiety through my pregnancy. Now at my mom's house, I'm like, guys, we've got to be, we've got, I've got to go home. Like they're going to come and arrest me. And what am I <laughs> going to do about my newborn baby? 
so we did stop there quickly and we showed my mom Leah and they met her and then we went home and I thought that my mom and my sister would be there with me the whole time showing me what to do taking care of the baby while I slept and like recovered you know like oh beautiful picture and people would bring me food and serve me shame my husband became my servant <laughs> but the I promise before me the first six weeks were absolute bliss absolute bliss we would yeah, I was tired. I was tired and my body was sore and I couldn't sit down. I had to lie down or stand, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful and she fed so nicely and yeah, breastfeeding was very easy for us, which was I'm so grateful for. But then after, after she had her six weeks vaccination and she had a really hard poo, which was so weird. Anyway, so we, we went to the peed for the six weeks checkup. She said, don't worry about the hard poo. It could just be something in your diet that's transferred during through the breast milk. It's fine. So she's like, if it continues, because a baby that is breastfed shouldn't have hard poo. She's like, if it continues, come back to me. So I was like, cool. Then I went to this nurse for our first vaccination. Now, my child's never seen anyone else except me and my husband for six weeks. So all she knows of this world is there are two people. That's it. Then we take her. And now she went to the ped, also like screened her head off, but she was fine. And we went to the nurse, screens her head off. So I'm like, I think she's quite sensitive. And nurse like, no, it's fine. Don't stress. And I was like, okay. So then I told her where I birthed and she kind of pulled up her nose at Genesis and a natural birth. And I told her who my ped was. And she's also like, oh, well, I've never heard of her. So I was oh, like, wow. okay, well, she is a pediatrician. I don't know what to say. Like she's very well known in my circle of people anyway. And then I told her about the hard poo. And she's like, no, I think you need to check out that further. I think there's something. You need to get a second opinion. So I was like, okay, why? She goes, I don't know why, but you need to get a second opinion. Sure. And then, my, then Leah had these vaccinations, which made her sick for a whole week. And then beautiful Google. If you don't Google things, if you're a mom of a newborn baby, don't. Because now I think she has all these things and now she goes needs to go for operations and she's got all these nerve damage and it was just a terrible hole. And we ended up going to like the top, I don't know what it's called when they deal with gut, with um, the top like tummy pediatrician in South Africa. Thank goodness she was just in Midrand, so just down the road from us. Went to her, got into her office. Now, also, this is the first time I'm taking my baby out by myself because no, okay. girl's not allowed to come with me. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, my baby's going to die. Definitely. Definitely. She's... And I've got poo in my bag. All her poo in my bag, you know. <laughs> and then so we go and I sit down and I just burst into tears. And I'm like, I think my child's going to die. And she's like, honey, your child's not going to die. I promise. And she was so lovely. She was so lovely to me. She's like, is this your first child? And I was like, yeah. Oh, and I was shame. like, I'm so scared. I just cried. Oh my gosh. Thinking about it. It was terrible. And then... She's like, no, there's something in your diet that has made your... Like, she did the full check and everything. And she's like, this, I think there's something in your diet that has made this. And actually thinking back, which I didn't realize, I changed over my vitamins. And there must have been oh, something wow. in the vitamin that impacted her. So we, like, cut out dairy from my diet completely just in case it was that. And she's like, don't stress. It's fine. Needless to say, I never went back to that nurse ever again. Oh, I was good. like, I'm done with her. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think then my anxiety really kicked off and I was like, oh, I thought my child was going to die. I thought I used to wake up in the middle of the night, check that she was breathing. I used to make my husband also wake up and check that she was breathing. And then in the middle of the night, I would wake him up and be like, did you check? Was she breathing? And he was like, yeah. So sure. 
And being a breastfeeding mom, she would only, when she woke in the night, she would only come to me to feed. So it would just be me. So that was quite hectic. And then going back to work was also another whole story when other moms talk to you and their babies are sleeping through and your baby's waking up every two hours. That was fun and games. So I think that my anxiety was just on overload. And then I saw a therapist and that didn't really help. And I went, I did my meditation and my breathing and I really focused on my yoga and that helped a bit, but like not that much. And I went to hypnotherapy and that really, really helped me. That really helped me so much. And also leaving, so I'm a te- I was a teacher, so leaving the education world and going into full-time yoga teaching and life coaching has actually really helped me with my anxiety and everything there and just... I needed a change. I needed a shift after Leah. Mm. I needed to have space where I could spend more time with her. Cause like, I love teaching and I love teaching children, but I was like, I'm spending so much time with these other children and I actually want to be with my own child. Mm. And I actually want to be more available for my own child. Cause then I'll get home and be like, Oh, I'm so done with children. <laughs> and then have this little baby who really needed me. Yeah. So making the shift, it took me a while. I think, I think about after I was back at work for about three months, I really realized I needed to leave. Um, and my husband told me, he's like, leave. You don't need, we, like, we can make it work. You can do your yoga. Let's, let's start it off. And I wasn't ready. And it took me another, about a, no, about eight months. And then I was ready. And then I left. Yeah. Sure. yeah I think I needed to prepare myself. So that's really helped. And now I have such a different perspective on motherhood, where I was trying to be this perfect mother for my child, mm. I shifted to, she chose me to be her mom. So whoever I am, this is who she needs me to be. She doesn't need me to be this perfect mom who does these perfect things. She needs me to be me. She needs me to be raw. She needs mm-hmm. me to be fun. She needs, and she needs me to be me and not someone else. So, And it's so beautiful that you're touching on that because I think a lot of moms struggle with that. And that is exactly why we actually created Zestly. That's how this whole beautiful program journey has been born, is to create a community of moms to come together and know that you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to have your shit together. It's Mm. okay if you don't, you know, and your children know know nothing about that. They don't know, they don't care if their sandwiches are in little Mickey Mouse shapes today and tomorrow it's just a normal sandwich, you know. They they just want love at the end of the day and that's pretty much what we mm. what we need to do for them but at the same time I feel we need to fill our cups up as moms in order to give them the love. definitely I think for us to be the best moms for them we need to be the happiest version of ourselves yes yeah no awesome so now Kirsten tell us about your story with your two babas okay so you've been through it twice so you've got I've, double the knowledge. Oh my gosh, and <laughs> double, double the, the <laughs> Um, So I have two little ones, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So falling pregnant, um, we tried for about a year to fall pregnant and nothing happened. And then I kind of stopped caring. I remember saying to my husband, that's it, I'm actually going to stop weighing on sticks every month and stop obsessing about this because clearly it's not happening and I need to let go of it. And I remember the month that I did actually let go of all that anxiety and stress. It's amazing what your body does when you actually release stress and anxiety. I felt pregnant and it was awesome. And I absolutely loved being pregnant. I had a completely different experience than you. I never got morning sickness. I actually, one of my best friends was pregnant at the same time. And she often would say to me, please, can I not see you? Because she was so sick. And she said, you make me sick looking at you. You're just this happy, bubbly, pregnant person with this big tummy and that's... 
I just can't watch you. And she was shamed. She was really, really ill throughout her pregnancy. Um, so, yes, I, I absolutely love being pregnant with both children. Unfortunately, my body is just one of those bodies that pick up a lot of weight. So it's okay, moms, if that's you. It's really fine. You'll lose it and your body does amazing things because I did manage to bounce back both times. So, yeah, I picked up a lot of weight. I was happy, fat, and pregnant, and I loved it. <laughs> I also didn't find out the birth, the sex of my first child. So when I also planned to have natural birth and maybe I'm not as strong as you because I didn't push through. No, I don't think it's about strength. No, no, no. But <laughs> I think babies choose how they want to enter this world. True. Yeah. But like I said, I was also large, like a hippo. So by, by the January, <laughs> I had had enough and my due date was in about three days time. And I said to my gynae, I can't anymore. In fact, I'd actually put a Christmas bed in our lounge and I was like a beached whale on there every day. People were bringing me snacks. You know, the only thing I did was get up to go to the loo, which was quite often then. But that's all I did. I mean, I've got videos of me jumping around the pool trying to get this baby out and she just didn't budge at all. I was waiting for this amazing moment where water would break and it would be actually like a movie moment. But that didn't happen and I didn't feel wonderful at this stage. So I said to my gynae, please, can we just get this baby out? Um, I'm ready to be induced. Let's try that. So she said, fine, no problem. I went into the hospital. They induced me in the morning. And what started as very, very mild um, uh, labor pains was excruciatingly painful. And I remember sitting there going, gosh, I don't know if I have this in me to push this baby out, if this is the beginning. Because I remember asking the sister, I'm in so much pain. And she said, oh, honey, this is just the beginning. <laughs> and I was like, what? And you really don't want to hear that. No. Gosh. So anyway, so nothing was happening. She wasn't dropping. I wasn't dilating. My guy, and he said, look, we can induce you again. It's a little bit of a risk, but it's up to you. Um, it's your choice. And I, then in that moment, you almost think, you know, it's not your life. It's it's not about my ego of, yes, I've pushed a baby out. It's mm -hmm. actually about birthing a healthy baby, either way the baby comes out. Mm. So I opted for a cesarean at that point, and I said, yes, let's go. And thank God I did, because when she cut me open, there was myconian in the uterus already. So she, Lily had already pooed in utero, which is quite dangerous. Mm. So thank God she did, and yes, she was born, and then she was a girl, and we also thought she was a boy, which was just <laughs> so wonderful and such a lovely surprise. So what followed after that is I had a difference. I had her obviously pre-pandemic. So I had family. I had people around. It was wonderful. I had the community. I had all of that. And then I went into, I left my family business of 16 years and went into a corporate job, which I absolutely did enjoy. I loved the corporate world and it was such an amazing experience. But what I found is that I was losing time with my child. I'd leave home before six and get home after six. And I started to become a little bit jealous of my husband because he would be the stay-at-home dad in essence because he has his own business. Mm -hmm. So he would be at home taking Lily to swimming, taking her to all these events, and I would be getting pictures. Mm -hmm. And it was very sad for me. I, I would spend half an hour with her at night just before bedtime. And that was the sum total of my relationship with my daughter. And it started to really play on me. And then in 2020, in the, <laughs> during lockdown, I fell pregnant <laughs> as... All, every, a lot of women did. Um, there's a lot of December babies. So um, I fell pregnant in, in lockdown and it was then I, well, when Spencer was actually born. And again, I had a wonderful pregnancy. I loved every minute of it. But when my little boy was born, I, 
I just thought I can't I can't have this job anymore. I can't work six to six and not be there for my children, especially in their I feel their first five years is so important for their growth and development mm-hmm. and so on. And I wasn't a hundred percent happy. So I, I quit my job. But in the six weeks or the eight I'd say about twelve weeks postpartum on Spencer, I was very depressed. I remember waking up at well, I was awake at three from breastfeeding, <laughs> sitting outside looking at the moon, crying my eyes out, thinking, This cannot be my life. Now how on earth am I gonna support two children? This who am I? Like I've lost myself. I I'm so much bigger than I was. Um, mm. you know, who am I? Like I went through a real identity crisis and a and a, and a stress because you cannot just get up and leave your kids almost. You can't mm. just check out or, or you know, just give them back and say, thanks, I've had enough. Yeah, I need, I need some time for um, myself just to figure out who I am right now. Yeah, yeah so and, and then disappear off the face of the earth for like a month. <laughs> like that would have been great. But you can't do that. So I went through a really bad patch. And that's also for me where Zestly comes from. And that's why I think our stories are so beautiful and intertwined is that you bring the community sense because it's something you lacked. Mm. And I bring the postpartum depression of thinking, you know, who am I and why am I here? And how do you, get, how do you make women know that it's okay to be you? post children mm. like you there's still a space for you mm. and it's okay to figure out who you are now as a mom you don't have to be the same person you were you can be the same person you were you can feel like you're a completely new person it's all okay and it's all normal mm. it's all normal it's all normal to feel this like oh hell i've got this person i don't know who they are i don't know who i am now mm. and you've got this whole sense of like i don't have the space to find myself again we're actually we do have the space, mm. but we need to make it for ourselves. That's the thing. I think moms need to put themselves first because, like we say, you can't give from an empty space, from an empty cup. Mm. You've got to, you've got to put your life, make a, you a priority at some point. Mm. You know, you can't. You it can't always just be about children, and that's again why Zesley was created. There is so many courses on children how to care mm. for your child how to change their nappy how to give how, them a massage how to birth them how yeah. to you know how everything yes. and there is nothing that we've seen that focuses on the mom because our mental health is so important and even more so now after a global pandemic it's so much so it's even so much so it's made it it's made our work even more important in the world and i just mm. want us to reach as many moms and create this amazing community of support so yeah, so we all know that we're not alone and we can make beautiful, lifelong friends in this beautiful community and learn and grow together and support each other through motherhood and what comes after. Mm. Mm. So yeah, that's our first podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope to see you next week. Sending lots of love. Bye. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Zesty Life. Please note that this podcast is purely for education and entertainment purposes. We have also not censored any language, as we believe that the only way to be raw and authentic is to say it how it is. Please follow our page on social media at Zesty Life and tune in next week for another deep dive into mom life as we tackle the topic of what type of mom are you?